Welcome to the jungle, dear listeners. There's so much football and football-related tomfoolery happening at the moment that I can feel it in my tuchus. Everyone's retiring, everyone is injured, and every team is out of the top eight by half a percent. It is barely touched him. Episode 25, ladies and gentlemen. We are having a quarter-life crisis. I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, Corey Daffin the first. How are you going? G'day, 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 g'day. And Joel Brinick to my immediate right. How are you, mate? Yeah, good yourself? Yeah, good. Very good. Uh, let's get straight into it with the football news. We are a footballing podcast and some football news has happened. Uh, a lot of people have retired. Seemingly everybody. Yes, it's... Yeah, it's all coming to wave, isn't it? Yes. So what we've got is we've got Cochin, Rewalt, Nick Nat, Zebu, and Paddy McCartan. Uh, Cunnington as yeah, well. Yeah, there's more. Cunnington. Uh, Shuey. Yep. Uh, have, we, have we missed anybody else? Uh, Nat Newey, did you say that? You said yeah, Nick Nat. Yeah, Nick Nat. Um, there's I... a few lesser ones as well. I was reading a list today. Yes. Someone posed a question, um, could the list of retirees field a team and For win? For sure, yes. <laughs> well, Aaron <laughs> Hall there, retired there's, there's as well. Like I don't game. know. There's I'd... a lot of big bodies. I looked at the list. Yes. It's a very tall team. Yes. But it's a good team. Oh, for sure. I wonder if you could, like, if you made the team of the retirees, the boys who we love, we're sad to see go, the big boys up against the draft class of this year, who would win? I wonder. Yeah. Like I'd the top to 22, like the top 22 picks and just the best 22 retirees from this year. They'd have a crack at it. They would have a crack. On the Jack Rewalt one, he's done such a sneaky sort of uh, egotistical retirement here. He has had his eye on this last North, last yeah. North Melbourne game for yeah. literally the entire season, and he's just gone, oh, he, he actually said it in an interview, like, oh, yeah, we'll just see how we're going. You know, <laughs> I've, he actually said the, the North Melbourne game, that looks pretty good, uh, we might do there. Jack, <laughs> if you're listening, I see through you, mate. I see what you're doing. I've put $25 on you to kick six plus. You better fucking make up for what it, mate. What was he paying? I think uh, $11. Out of, out of $11. all of them, uh, he's probably the most impressive. 347 games, 786 goals, 12 leading um, leading goal kickers for Richmond, two best and fairest, three flags, three commons, and three All-Australians. And it's now that just... That is not bad. It, it's a pretty damn good resume. And it's now just Tomahawk left of the three buddy henchmen for because yep. it was Buddy at the top and then like he's the final boss and then the three sort of Team Rocket underlings underneath him were Josh Kennedy, Jack Rewalt and Tom Hawkins. Who would have thought Tomahawk would be the last one to retire out of all yeah, them? Very strange. He might still retire. His I back think he is plays cooked. on. He might. He might. Now, Ben, you know that we love footy journalism here on this we, pod. We do. Um, it's a... Uh, uh, sure, go on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a super secret story that's been broken by the intrepid uh, journalist over at SCN. Oh. Uh, see if you can spot some some of the things wrong with this headline. Okay, all right. I'll, all give right. You, I'll give you some information. A bit of a where's Wally. I'll give of... you some information after the headline. And 
just you might get clued into some uh, odd okay, things here. Okay, I like it. Let's do it. Carlton and St Kilda compete uh, complete top secret Irish missions in search of rookies. Sen Irish so, missions. Top secret, yep. of course, uh, which is how they know about it and reported it. So uh, they like undercover yeah. Protestants so going they, in with the they Catholics. They go on to say. Uh, Though the two clubs did not cross paths, they had similar <laughs> objectives and were aware of each other's uh, were aware of each other's scouting priorities. So these missions were so top secret. Not only did SCN know about it, but both they teams knew about it themselves. Knew. Yes, yes. And then the article goes on to uh, talk about exactly how many Irish people, what parks they were at, the, the equipment <laughs> they hired out. So the population of Ireland is. <laughs> Top secret stuff. It's very top secret. <laughs> uh, so they've gone to Ireland to recruit players. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, they do this all the time. Yeah, and, I, mean, all... the, I believe the AFL even subsidised it when they... Um, I mean, the, the camp that they picked up Mason Cox from was AFL subsidised and yes. many teams were there checking it all out. Yeah, okay. And they go over to Ireland all the fucking the thing time. The is they don't have to pay him inside the salary cap either. So you can pick up these project players, have as many Category B rookies as you want. Why stop at Ireland? You know, go to. Well, why exactly. are we going to Africa? Why well, we are have. we not well, getting? They do. do they really? Yeah, they do. What, 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 are we utilizing Niger oh, at the moment? There's I, a lot going on there. <laughs> we could go get a, a, Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it, ladies and gentlemen. But there has been a coup in Niger, and uh, presumably there's a good centre half back roaming around in that military junta somewhere. Uh, but no, what's next in the footy news? Dimmer, oh. Dimmer Hardwick. Yep. That happened. Yeah, the Italian trip paid off. It seems. Is that where he was? Was he in? Uh... Yeah, it was in. Italy. Oh well, the yeah, Suns. Okay. The Suns preemptively sent a uh, an oh, armada. Oh yeah, no, they sent their like their executive yeah, they sent a team. They sent a guy who was going to give him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, they yeah. sent the Suns Godfather. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely it, worked. It did work. So um, five which years is crazy. Apparently. So Dimmer, it is reported, will be coaching the Gold Coast Do Suns. Do you think it's in his contract that he's allowed to still smoke? The amount of weed that he does. He For sure. He doesn't smoke you, it. He eats it. Ah, oh, he's just on the edibles. Yeah, well, it. that's very it's trendy. Perfect, it's perfectly legal. Yeah. So oh, okay. It's legal in WA now, medicinally. You yeah. can get medicinal it's, cannabis. It, it has been for quite some time yeah. all around Australia. The problem is um, finding a doctor that yeah. will give it to you. Now there are specialist doctors that only do that. But yeah. What's the bet his doctor's in a years Richmond past, supporter? It's been hard. Or Dimmer would just have a guy that is just... <laughs> he, he the does, club doctor. He does nothing else. His entire he, job he, is to be Dimmer's weed hookup. He quite literally does have a guy. The, yeah. the, the guy Why does, wouldn't you? The guy, the guy does seminars and stuff, which Dimmer has Sick. appeared at, like on stage. He's that a Richmond is, supporter, yeah. That is, a f- <laughs> that is based, Dimmer. I'm sorry. That is The man is just kicking goals. And it's going to be interesting to see him at uh, the Gold Coast Suns. Well, if you look at the Gold Coast Suns, they're going to have three... Top picks coming as academy boys yep. that they're guaranteed to get. One of them will go pick two. Yeah. So they've got this big influx of talent from kids who have won the under 18s in the Allies, and you're going to add that to this already group of young stars that he gets for the next five years to shape. And a thriving reserves team in the VFL as well. They have been dominating. Our uh, Corey's boy, Sammy Flanders, has been spearheading the charge. He's going to have one. uh, That's going to be a big bargaining chip to keep Sammy Flanders at the Suns, I think, having um, a hard week there. Yeah. Do you want to, you know, get traded, you know, out west to the Eagles, Sammy Flanders, to God knows what shit show is going to happen there? Or do you want to punch cones with Dimmer and win flags? Is that what you want, son? I think it is. Yeah, and what's yeah. next in the uh, the footy news that we got there, boys? Well, we've got the retirees, but we've also got the contract extensions. So okay, Ken yes. Hinckley headlines this yeah, list. Yeah, Ken's the big one. So two-year deal for Ken Hinckley. 
Now, okay. Josh Carr stays on at Port Adelaide. It's not a succession plan, but he's there if Ken fucks he's up. The, he's the hand of the king. He's the exactly. he's the little <laughs> finger. <laughs> he's the little finger to Ken being Rob Baratheon, I think. <laughs> Pretty so. much. And we've got other ones as well. Rory Sloan, Oscar McInerney's got another two years. Oh, the big O. Nice. Big O. Warple's got two years. Yeah. Um, and the big one, Kevin Sheedy, is staying on at the Bombers as an ambassadorial I role. can't believe that a and football club needs an ambassador. Are we the UN or are we a sporting code? What, are, what does an ambassador do? Do you just get public speaking appearances? Pretty Is that much. it? Yeah. He's uh, also on the board. Can I be an ambassador on. for something, well, please? He's, Someone hook me up. Kevin Sheedy has been a brand ambassador for the hot water company Ream for about 30 years. Oh, Triple M, Ream Hot Water. Yeah. Triple M, uh, yeah. on the Red as, Z Lending Stats. As a, yes. as, a, as a plumber or ex-plumber, yes. if you go to um, like uh, – What's a step down from a convention? Like a, a, uh, a, a seminar. A, a seminar. A seminar, yeah. yes. He will often show up and spruik Graham and you can hang out and like have a beer with him. Man, that is the life. If I, <laughs> if I, I would he's love in their to promotional material so and everything. Because like he, he was a plumber before he was uh, into oh, AFL. Oh, very good, Kevin. Yeah. I, I can see him being a plumber and rocking up to your house and, and, and being all grumpy. Uh, but so he's basically like tubby with Fujitsu, like, with, with, like Mark Taylor. Well, except... I doubt Mark Taylor's ever installed an AC unit. That's true. So he's better than Mark or Taylor. Or yeah, than, than, than if, if she says it's a good whole water unit, it's, yeah. it must be. Yeah. My dad, uh, shout out, listener of the pod, uh, will often bring up that uh, he's had a beer with Kevin Sheedy several times. Love it. Uh, I believe you, Dad. I believe you. Uh, next footy news. What uh, have we got? 42 goals kicked in a country footy match. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, no, I haven't heard of it, but you're across this one, Joel. You've got the particulars of yeah. this uh, 42-goal game so, for this player. Young Peter Harrison has kicked 42 of the 43 goals for his team. Peter Harrison. In so the under-17s for Lindnow. That's what it... Lindnow. Okay, so Lindnow. it's an under-17s game. Under-17 and a half. Now, first off, that's weird. That is weird. I think that's some uh, well, like, is weird... Is that what under-18s is now? Under-17s and a half? I don't know. Maybe it's like when we were at school and some of the kids were a year older than us, but they were like, oh, I was born in July, so it doesn't really count. Like, it's, yeah. Maybe they've done that at a footy level. So basically what they've done is, yeah, 43-goal <laughs> win, and this bloke's kicked 42 of the goals. Now, if you look at a photo of him, obviously the listeners can't look at it, but... He doesn't. Look he doesn't look like he's a million bucks, you know. Like now, he's not. He's not huge. Yep. Yeah, forty-two he's, goals. Yeah. He's also had forty-two kicks. Okay, so there's <laughs> immediately there's treachery afoot. Now, I think there's a reasoning behind this. Apparently, so he's kicked. End up with seventy odd goals for the season. Yeah. He's just won the Coleman. Yep. But the reason was the guy who was winning the Coleman. <laughs> they didn't really like. Okay. So the club didn't like him and they thought, oh, So they've, they've pulled uh, a rabbit out of, like, the hat and said, we have to overtake this prick that we hate uh, on the co- uh, with the leading goal kicking on the last game of so the season. So this guy's kicked more goals in one game than he had yeah. for the whole season. How wh- I don't understand how you can get such a rivalry in junior football. Like, I, you know, I, I had a oh, few... this is country footy. Yeah, country junior footy must be a whole other kettle of fish, I suppose. But either way, 42 goals, that yeah, they don't ask how. I was lucky if I kicked They ask how many. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think I've, I think I've kicked that... like seven goals in my life. So 42, that's fucking... That's yeah, fucking I did get told by the old footy coach that yeah, he was glad I retired. 
about under 13's level. That's uh, that wasn't too good. That's that's he an goes, awful really thing good. to say to no, a twelve no, year old. He goes, no, he said it to me later in life. He goes, yeah, you're a good kid, but you just shit it for you. Oh, that's a shame, so, Joel. That's, that's a right. shame. Uh, has anyone else got any other uh, sporting news there? No, but um, before Footy we move news, on, rather. before we move on to the games, I'll just give a quick shout out to uh, friends of the show that have it's a mu- it's a music music news. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Friends of the show, Bloodwood. Um, Bloodwood. Great band okay, that have yeah. released their first uh, our, uh, EP. Yes. Uh, and we're going to play a track at the end of the episode. So stick around if Love you're it. into psychedelic doom soundscapes. Oh, I Now's am the into psychedelic. Are we talking psychedelic doom metal? It's uh, metal ish. Okay. It's not as heavy as a, as a doom metal. But there's band. chug chug. Yes. There's a yes. 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 It's more a atmospheric, yeah. you would say. Sure. All it's right. Good. Well, I can get around that for sure. Let's get into the results. What a perfect segue because there was a bit of doom and gloom about some lot clubs. Of games. Top eight prospects, a lot was. of upsets, a lot of close ones. Now, the Friday night game. So this was a blockbuster between the Pies and the Cats and the Pies just getting up in the end by eight points in typical Collingwood fashion. It was a yes, yes. You got to play the obligatory "Get Amazing. Around the Boys" soundtrack. Yeah, I uh, I was thoroughly impressed with how we handled the adversity yeah. of this game. When more went down, it didn't look good. It didn't yep. look good at all. Yeah, well, like Jez was on he from was that on. first quarter. I think they kicked poor like old, six um, in a row. Poor old Frampton got absolutely rinsed. Yeah, but there was just no one else. Well, it's it's Frampton's <laughs> job to get rinsed when we're in a pinch. Like someone has to do it. I mean, uh, he did he did okay. He pushed him. Yeah. Out to the boundaries yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, that's all you can do. That's, yeah. that's all you can do. And I mean, Cameron got seven, but realistically, you can count that as five because two of the two out of those calls. were yes, absolute yes, yes. dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Um, uh, but Dacos number two. Incredible. He did good. Well, he I was sitting good. there thinking that without Nick, Josh wasn't going to have as much of it. And I said it to a mate of mine, Tim, and I said, nah, Dacos isn't going to touch the ball much tonight. And I was definitely wrong. But, I mean, he, da- Josh Dacos was incredible before Nick was oh, even no, playing. Yes. but I mean the two yes. of them passed the ball to each other more than any other combination. Either way, yeah. it was a career-high 38 disposals for him. And another player I thought did a, uh, a very handy job, Ginevan coming on as the sub. Oh, he was great. He was a very, very unselfish. He was dishing it off a lot. He yeah, was lowering three, his three eyes. Assists, I think he got. Yeah, and he was just, uh, as he was going into the 50, and I feel like this is maybe him maturing a bit after spending some time in the twos and knowing that he's just not that walk-up start into the team, yep. starts lowering his eyes when he gets into the 50, looking for a and target. There's, a, there's and an interesting combination with Ginevan because you would think that Bobby Hill and Ginevan are both uh, fighting for the same spot yes. in the 22. But uh, Bobby Hill played a bit further up the ground, yes. which was quite electric and exciting. He and can he can do that, Bobby. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, and he's it, very good it at looked, that. I mean, they, they made the case that there's room for the both of them in the 22, really. I think that's pretty. Uh, that's actually pretty damn good. If anyone goes out, I think it's like maybe an aging player like a Hoskin Elliott or, uh, yeah. a, like, you know, even perhaps a Lipinski. He's been a bit hit and miss. But, like, yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of... I mean, it's a good problem to have his depth. Uh, what was what was the next game? Very happy about oh, the win. Uh, before oh, sorry, before you, we sorry. go on, I mean, we do love the pies. I've got a, got a we do. few more We here. do. You've got some um, stats. Here's one that you may have missed. Uh, we know that Pendles has uh, got the most touches of any player ever. Yes. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this. He's got the most yes. uncontested possessions of any player ever. He's in the top five for inside 50s and goal assists. Yes. 
but he broke the all-time tackle record in this game. He had to get seven, and I think he got uh, 11 or something. I was aware this record was coming. I, I looked yeah. at it when I was uh, looking at Which his tables incredible. before. The, so yeah, he's just no, topped it's, another stat. It's wild, and he's not known for being a tackling player either. He's... The, um, it was good to have my check back. Five goals. He's been yes. a bit touchy lately, uh, which I love. That flew under the radar as well. I don't know if you guys, when he did kick his fifth, had noticed he'd kicked four before that. But yeah, yeah. it was. It, it was he, just. Yeah. It just popped up with him. Yeah. He does that, Broads. Um, He's uh, the, very understated. It was tough to see. I mean, we eked out the win, but the mid the midfield was still not quite right. There was no punch. Um, the the game style that we've been playing all year it wasn't really there. It was left yeah. to the halfbacks to kind of yes. set that up rather than the yes. midfielders. Um, but I mean, they got the win, so you you, yep. you can't really complain about and it. And still you? sitting pretty at the top and of also the AFL ladder. The most memeable thing of the entire game, which the um, internet footy world is going mad about, is that we are the Collingwood Mushrooms now. Oh yeah, because BT the said, BT call uh, was very odd. God, we will get into mushrooms later on because there's there a, is another there mushroom is, story. There yes. is a mushroom story happening, but now we this, will get to that. To provide some context, uh, context, dear listener, I was very ill on Saturday. I have, yes. have been for a, a week or so. I was watching the game. My brain was kind of half shut off, but I was watching the game, and I, I texted the group the group chat like. I'm, did BT just say that they are like mushrooms? Yes, it wasn't. It, it, <laughs> we, it me, and, me, and Nadia, me and Nadia were watching it, going like, "What? What? Why did he say that? Like, it, it wasn't well, because he's BT. Yeah, it wasn't like he I could hear the sound of his own voice. He, it, that was BT trying to do a comedy and doing like a current <laughs> pop culture reference of current news stories. He knows not to do that, but with none <laughs> of the with none of the subtleties that it, Dennis Comedy had. I thought it was my brain. That yeah. Was just not getting it, but it turns out that it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, and they're coming alive, like mushrooms, is what he said. That, that mushrooms are not known for coming alive. You could have they're said known for killing people. Yeah, like oh, just. <laughs> Uh, I loved it. Uh, what I would have done as a commentator if I was going to do a mushroom pun, imagine this. There's a pack situation. It's heavy in the stoppage. There's a lot of congestion. Here we go. And someone goes into the pack to get it out. I'll say, Dugowie didn't have mushroom to manoeuvre and out he goes. That's oh, quite good. Oh, oh. That's quite good. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Professional commentator on streamer.com.au. You can catch me this weekend, 19 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, Brilliant. All right, next, next game. game. All righty, so next game, the world beaters in the Bombers, after beating the Eagles by a point, have knocked over North Melbourne by nine points. Yes. Yeah. Holy crap. Crazy. Seriously, world beaters. North, North has, I know it's a cop-out, but North have been honourable loss FC this year. They, they, they really have. They really crazy. have. Back and forth all game this was, and it was a shame. Oh, it was a massive shame that Essendon actually well, yeah, no, it was. There's been, there, and you're right. There has been a couple of those with North. Like I thought, uh, LDU was freaking amazing. They did it for Cunners. Yeah, Cunnington yeah. had kicked that early goal as well, which he, was very he, cool. He got one in the last uh, couple of minutes that looked like they were back in. It was yeah. like, oh my, if he can kick another one, they could win this yeah. game. <laughs> it's, it was awesome. And uh, now, an interesting uh, fact about Cunnington: uh, Cunnington's first game was coached by. Uh, uh, Cunnington's first game, the coaches were Clarko and Scott. Yes, because he was right. coached by Brad Scott. He was, he was coached up by against Brad the Hawks. Scott. Yes. Now, his last game, coached by Clarko, opposed by oh. Brad Scott. 
That's a nice bit of symmetry. Parody. Cosmic. These things. Isn't that bizarre? This is very bizarre. I like it. Though. Now, in I terms like of the it. game, Taron Thomas, despite all of his uh, woman-beating um, <laughs> crimes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, he allegedly. Played, he actually played quite well. Yeah. He came alive like a mushroom. He came you alive might say. like yes. a mushroom. All he had to do was um, have, have a couple of meta- metaphorical smacks around the ear, you'd say. <laughs> Stop, you got to say, allegedly. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Barely Touching Podcast said, is not... Uh, I said metaphorical. Not, uh, allegedly, allegedly. But he, he was uh, he actually... He did get a lot of the ball. He was quite good, yeah. He did. And it's, you know, that's what everyone keeps saying about him yeah. for the past two years, is that he is this incredible gun player and, you know, you kind of forget that he how, actually how is. How old is Taron Thomas now? Well, like, he'd be, be 23, 24. Yeah, he wouldn't be more than 24, I can't imagine. Yeah, so he's... Uh, a lot of upside there if he can uh, turn it around and uh, but also, stop doing allegedly bad things. If, if a club <laughs> really wants him, they could possibly get him out as well because with yep. potential to be a good young player, yep. you know, see who I think it's uh, worth mentioning um, for gun – it's a year for gun wingmen. Oh, for or, sure. wing yeah. rogue type wingman. It's Nick, been, Nick it has Martin. Been Nick wing- Martin oh, God, absolutely was, chopped yeah, it. Yeah, I had him down here as well. Destroyed. Uh, he was uh, 32 disposals. Three goals. Nine score involvement. And Three goals. any club could have taken him. Yeah, it's just a, a, an astounding year for wingmen and uh, we love to see them get the recognition. They finally Well, uh, we'll deserve. see when it gets to all the Australian. I think there's too many genuinely good wingmen for them to not They put, can't not they do it. They can't what they should do, do is do the opposite where they filled the midfield with a heap of wingmen that they can't fit that on the wing. That I would rate. I would absolutely rate. Uh, but, yes, let's uh, next game. Next game. Let's uh, whistle. Next them. game. So the Swans getting up on the Suns by four goals. Now, Suns played well here again. Um, It was a valiant effort. It was. As per usual. Uh, They were in it until very late. Yes. Very, very late. Your boy, Sammy Flanders, Flanders kicked kicked a a ripper. Absolutely. He kicked a ripper. And the the handball that uh, he got, the the handball receive he took was an absolute bullet. It was. And it came through the eye of the needle. I think it might have been Matt Rowe. Um, yeah, I might, I think, might I, be mistaken. I think, I think it might have been. He threaded it through the eye of a needle and Sammy Flanders has just snapped it. I was oh, watching it going, that's not a boy. That's, <laughs> He's a man. That's a man. That's, uh, that's the young a man. forwards for the Swans as well. So you got Haywood kicking four, McDonald yeah, kicking three. Yeah, career high for Haywood. Yes. McLean two, Heaney two. Amadi got injured, so that was a shame. Yeah, but Amadi. after Franklin is. Now, it's, it's looking all right. Yeah. Like Amadi and McDonald you've have the potential to be twin towers. You've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned McDonald there, and I'll just bring up a fact here. And. It ties into Paddy McCartan retiring as well. Yes. The Sydney Swans have six players with last names starting with Mc. Oh, Justin yes. McInerney, Hayden yep. McLean, yep. Logan McDonald, yes. Paddy McCartan, Tom McCartan, and yes. Lachlan McAndrew. Oh, Out of all yes. 18 teams, they have the most. Brisbane coming in second with five. In total, there are 38 Mcs in the AFL. That's great. That's great. I feel like there are a lot of... Bailey's in the AFL as well, yeah. like comparatively. There's a fair few players, and by a lot, I mean like five, which is... Well, the I've, Saints have all the jacks. The That's Saints have a lot of jacks. Uh, yeah. There's two guys named Bailey Williams, which is amazing to me. That's a nightmare. Well, there was two I've Josh never met Kennedy's a Bailey Williams. Well. Yeah, there was two Josh Kennedys. There's been a couple of Paul Kellys over the course of the AFL as well. I might do a bit of research and find the most common AFL name of all time. I like that. I reckon it'll be something like... It'll, it, I reckon it'll be someone... 
you know, uh, early 20th it'd be like century. Scoots McGee or something. <laughs> no, I reckon it'd be like. Uh, it'd been 11 guys called Scoots McGee like in 1923. Barry, it'd be Barry, like Barry Jones, I reckon. Yeah, there would have been like right. 20 Barry Joneses around um, carnival times. The Sydney game uh, took Miller uh, again with the heavy tag. Absolutely destroyed. On Goulden destroyed as well. Destroyed Um uh, until uh, very late, they moved him forward and yeah. dropped, dropped uh, Took, and he only managed nineteen. He, he averages uh, nearly thirty twenty nine. Yeah, it's. I love the. I didn't. I didn't think of Took as a tagger before this year, yeah, but I love that he's, he's with it. stepped up to do it. It's very cool. He, I mean, he he managed to get a, a bag of disposals and a goal while yep. he was tagging him, which is unreal. Yes, very good signs at the Suns. Next game. Next game. So the Lions holding off a fast-finishing Adelaide to get up by a goal at the Gabba. Oh, imagine if the Crom won yeah. this game. It's, yeah, it's just They had sad. more scoring shots as well. I know. So they really a couple of this happens, bad misses at the end. This happens every time. Crom wins stats and they don't win the game. They won yeah. I-50s again, 56 to 49, and then kicked 15 behinds and yeah. lost. Just the, it's the Same crumb, with the disposals. The crumb that could have been this yeah. year. There's, uh, they could be sitting in like fifth right now, honestly. Yeah. like They could be the Carlton of this season if things went yeah. you know, the, other, the, other, the other way. That, I mean, a lot to be of fair, Crom is missing a couple of key players and they mm. are those forward guys. I mean, yep. I mean, Rankin is a big one. He yes. should be back this week Harris well. Andrews and that defensive unit. Like Just it's they them. are they are definitely I look I, I I did say and I've come back to this prediction a lot I predicted them to make the eight at the start of the year. It's looking increasingly likely that they're just going to miss out, whether like that's maybe like 10th or 11th. Yeah, I think they're gone. But it's not a horrible thing for them to miss out, I don't think. The it's growth that they've had is incredible for Next the team. year, you'd be fucking really, they'd be knocking on the door well and truly. Oh, well and truly knocking on the six. door. I think so. I think so. Uh, any, any boys got anything else for this game? No, it would have been the most least wa- or the least watched game um, this round because of the Matildas. Yeah, yeah the there was a great yes. photo posted after the game where uh, in between the game ending and the presser, um, both coaches, uh, Matty Nix yes. and uh, Fagan, yes. uh, were uh, in the race uh, watching on KO the, the penalties. Very wholesome. There's a, the very photo wholesome. of them all there, which I thought two, was very good. Two wholesome seeming operators, uh, very dad operators, Nix and Fags. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, very yeah. fun. Uh, next game. Uh, next game. So Carlton doing in Melbourne by oh, four points and the streak shocker. continues. Absolute. Well, the, lids, well, we, the lids are off. The lid is, the lid's off. Eight for on sure. the trot. Uh, we've got to talk about the touch or not touch at the end. What do you boys think? Uh, the, well, the thing is. This is Marchbank on the, the line, the goal to decide the game. The hand, no. the hand that they were reviewing. It's not touch. But it looks like it might graze the other hand or the knee I or something. I couldn't see it doing either yeah, because the vision is so shit. It's like so it's, bad. Well, that's the problem with going to the vision is then you are relying on the umpire's call, which, okay, the umpires get paid, you know, a decent amount of money yep. to umpire these games. Go back to the way it was. Have a pair of balls and make the fucking call. Well, no, I think we should have a review system. No, but I, some of them are getting ridiculous. Well, no, that one warranted no, a review. No, that one, like, yes, yes. But I'm saying some of them, are, like, clearly yeah. it's over the line and well, they're like, oh, I might still have a look. I think, Yeah, I do agree that sometimes it can be a crutch for, um, for goal umpires to use it. the technology isn't good enough, clearly. To That's the thing. The technology exists to make this better. They're just not going to spend money on it because they're stingy bastards. That's yeah. why. They, I mean, look, it would you, be incredibly easy to fix. Absolutely. You look at cricket, for example. You look at the review systems and the technology and they use in cricket. Yeah. It is 
So friggin' good. It's the so VAR effective. Well. VAR in football, uh, well, VAR has its own problems, but if we were to look at the touch ball issue, and I could be wrong what about here. tennis? But, They've got Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. But look at the, the thing that sticks out to me, and I haven't researched this. Corey, you're the science guy. Maybe you mm. could tell me if I'm wrong in assuming this could work. I was when I had a functioning brain. How about, how about hotspot? We can do thermal imaging for oh, a yeah. touch ball yeah, to see whether there's a hot spot and yeah. a spike on a player's hand on the vision. Yeah, you definitely could. That's why are we not doing it? Yeah. Why that that seems like a like an absolute fix to yeah. me. Gillen? Yeah, hundred percent. Make fucking give me the money. <laughs> give me the money and I'll find the people but we'll make it work. The touch aside, um, it was a wild game. The, the the Blues really spread the load. I mean, they, they have been known in recent years to just all pile on the shoulders of um, one Patrick Cripps, Patrick yes. Cripps, of course. But they really spread the load. I mean, um, Nick Newman, Akers, Kemp, Paddy Dow, Lockie Fogarty, De Koning, they all were yeah. De Koning, De Koning did a really good job and on those, Gorn. And those are not names that you would usually think of as match winners, no, but they were. heavens no. And that's like they're sitting in fifth. I cannot believe. <laughs> it's wild. I cannot <laughs> believe this has happened. Out of all the, the crazy narratives. No, but that, this is perfect because they've got this false sense of security now. And once they make the finals... Wow, what, who does that remind us of? Oh, uh, well, perhaps a uh, team that uh, <laughs> has struggled when it has come to uh, certain September-related activities. Hey, hey, uh, hey. We'll talk about that later. Next game. Next game. Next game was the Derby. Now, I've look. just got a sad face written next to yeah, this. Yeah, I, I was at this game so and it was just like... I woke up in the morning, checked the score, because I thought, oh, the Egg was going to put up a fight. You two made a good case for it I last was, week with their I was, re- I was all on the bandwagon. And I, I was I woken ready to up go. to look at my phone to go, just bad. oh, this game was shit. It was very, very bad stuff. 100 points. Yeah, there is not too many coaches in the AFL, and this isn't having a crack at Simo, that can survive so many 100-point losses. Yeah. So and Imagine if this was any other Victorian club. I, I'd just like to say uh, I went into the Hungry Jacks that I believe Adam Simpson owns. Carlisle? Uh, no, South Perth. South Perth I went yep. there for lunch one day. I needed a bit. I wanted a bit of an ultimate double whopper meal. And guess who walks in as I'm enjoying my ultimate double whopper meal by myself? Glenn listening, Jakovic. Listening to an audio book. It wasn't Glenn Jakovic. Mark uh, bloody, <laughs> bloody Adam Simpson just, hey! wa- just walks in Love and it. just gets himself a, what I presume was a free Hungry Jack's meal yeah, and sits down, gets his laptop out and just chills in the HJs eating some brews. And I went, that man, is bizarre. respect, Simmer. That so That's what I'd be doing if I owned a HJs so as bizarre. well. So, uh, Does yes. he know that he's running a footy team? Well, I think that's what he was doing on the laptop. That's what I reckon. You can run a footy team out over of a HJs. laptop. I do it all the time. Well, in terms of the actual game... I've literally just got a sad face here. So in place yeah. in place of actual analysis, I've Schultz got some I've got some amazing. fun facts. Yes. West Coast have lost seven of their past thirty-two games by a hundred plus. For context, Whoa. Collingwood have lost seven games by a hundred plus in two thousand six hundred and forty-four games. Good lordy Lou. Oh my god. Greg Clark, who plays for the Eagles, yes. has uh, gotten off to a ripper start. Zero for twenty-one in his playing career. <laughs> Oh, wow. Which is so fantastic for Greg Clark. That is so bad for Greg Clark. Imagine oh. if he got delisted at the end of the year without a win. And he's, he came on as the sub as well. And you just, <laughs> I saw him jogging on the field like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, what what, what realistically can I provide here? It's so depressing. You, you have, have to feel for the fella. Yeah, it's so, that's so There was bad. a delay to start the game as well. And it was because of Brody Hoff. Brady, Brady. Brady. The asthma didn't puffer. know how many... 
you know, puffs of Ventolin he could have. Now, if you're a professional footballer... Is that what it was for? Because yes, I was yeah. still walking there because we were watching the Matildas game and missed the first quarter. No, uh, he, had t- he had too many puffs that they told him, you can get done for having too much. Yeah, you're, your you're only allowed something on game day. What? On game day, you're only allowed something like three or four and he'd had half a dozen and they erred on the side of caution and pulled him out. But he likes to party. Athlete. He likes to party. I'd be, yeah. I'd, you know, you can get a bit yeah, of a headspin from... The argument, uh, the argument that he's a professional... How the fuck is he supposed to know? He's yeah, some 19 year old really, kid. A, like a if really you're on a footy team, rule. you know how many you yeah, can have. If you're going to get banned from it, you know no, it. These kids don't know the first thing about being on an AFL footy team. That, that's why the, there is pandemonium. And thankfully, the doctors were kind of on it and they, they caught it. But, I mean, putting it on the kid is a bit of a... Well, I disagree. If you've got the medical condition, you should know about it. No, uh, I, I feel like this is why, and again, this is just me being taught about this uh, for the first time. He's 19 years old. But he's lived with the condition his whole life. He's yeah, played but footy. He's now he's a professional not, He's not played club. AFL football at that level. Is that a law all the way down to local grades? No, but is that a law in the waffle? He's played a season in the a, AFL. It's still, this is one of those things. The doctor should have told him that on day one if he could have got pinged for it. Yeah, well, maybe the doctor didn't. We don't know. I, I'm, I'm inclined to give... Give a 19-year-old kid the benefit of the doubt here. Let's yeah, just say that. Next game. Next, Next game. Next game. So the dog's bottle job. We've got the Hawks getting up Bottled by three it. points in Launceston. The doggies. So good, but so bad. So they, oh, the dogs. You've seen so the bad. vision of Tim English taking the kick out. That game was, I could not believe what I was watching when that, when that Tim English it's kick crazy. out happened. It was a minute to go. And he took three <laughs> bounces. Three bounces, yeah. Like, I, I just felt so bad and for him. And then he, him. he somehow so... actually got it away. It was into a good one-on-one. I think it was Bailey Dale. Yeah. And then Bailey Dale handballed it to someone who just ran straight back into yeah. three tackles. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, that is – the, uh, the whole play was, like, criminal from a, a top eight contending team. There's, uh, How could that happen? Though? It's yeah. the sixth time this season that a player has taken a centre bounce attendance, a ruck contest, and a kick-in in the same game. Nice. That was his first and ever kick-in. And out of those six times, every time it's happened – those teams have gone zero for six. Yeah, it's not. You don't want to be spreading your big man too thin. You yeah. don't. You don't want to be doing that. But it's, speaking of a big not man, John Newcomb, fifty yeah. game and he's had forty touches and a goal. Ten score involvements as well. Very good. Incredible. And for that, fifty games. That wasn't even the best thing he did. The best thing he did was Cody Waitman coming in to tackle him. And uh, he's given it the Chris Main job and bounced his face off Duke Newcomb's shoulder. Yes. Uh, and old Dukes has turned around and run away. That is so Chris <laughs> Main. And I was also reminded of our, our dear, our dear Moynes, oh, as we refer, we refer to him. Cody Waitman is absolutely <laughs> taking yeah. himself That's around. happened to me a couple of times, going to tackle someone and you just you just cop a shoulder to the head. It's, uh, it's character building. You learn from it. And look, the Hawks, they've had six wins for the year now. You'd call this year a success for him. I now, think so, for sure. Shout out. Yes. Um, this game, I got a very good chuckle out of this one. Uh, shout out to the random user in the uh, live thread uh, that I was watching along. On with, the Reddit. On the Reddit. Yes. Um, Liam Jones took a uh, – got a big spoil in the yes. in the back 50 and someone said uh, – Liam Jones has 
punched that ball away as if it was a scientific eff- efficacy <laughs> of <laughs> vaccinations, <laughs> which I quite liked. We will never forget Liam Jones. We will never forget. It was very silly what you did. Uh, now let's, is the, what's the next game? What was that? Uh, no, oh, no. yeah, it's the Saints game. Yes, of course. Of course. Saints. Are we going to get the music for this, Corey? Saints yes, is. they did yeah, win. Are. It was a good, important win it from was. St Kilda. And look, we needed two wins to finish the season out of the last three. And we got one of them. Yes. And we did it yes. in good fashion. We came out song, strong. You know, five goals to open the quarter, five goals in the next. And we just led on. We just carried that momentum on. Players that really shined was Rowan Marshall was just incredible. Yes. Uh, Seb Ross played the game of his life. Uh, Sinclair Gresham did some good things as well. And then Nazai off the back line. And obviously Max King, uh, he kicked yep. kick six goals. Yeah, he did get gifted a few of those. Yeah, but two, still, six is six. Was, it was, yes. There was two things that I noticed the most about this game. And uh, the first was Brad Hill's physical pressure. I mean, in the in the past few years, he's not been known for putting his body into yeah, things. He, never he, has. he shies yeah. away from it. But uh, he, he was really going for it, which yeah. was uh, interesting to see. Because he's, he's not a small man, Brad Hill. No. he's uh, He's got a bit of beef no. to him. He should use it. But uh, back when he was at the Dockers, uh, interestingly, under Ross, he, he kind of did. It's yes, only yes. been while, while he's been at the Saints. So maybe now that Ross is back, that's uh, a factor on that. Also, yes. the speaking of King, the matchup with Bolter was awful. Yeah. Very, very bad. Uh, we know that King likes to have space off of his man uh, yes. in a contest, coming up to a contest. Bolter was just letting it happen. Yeah, because Bolter is, has been like, yeah, he didn't do well on, on King at all. And Bolter has been very good at intercept marking this season. Yeah. But what he... Oh, we've got a dog, we've got a dog having a good time next <laughs> to us. What Bolter has not had compared to a lot of other players that play that intercept marking role is the speed to close the distance between no. a guy you've been given a bit of leg rope. Like a Sicily or a Moore or a Jake Lever, if you've given Max King that 10 metres and a kick comes into him... They can close that pretty effectively. Yep. Bolter cannot do that. Yeah, he's no. too slow. The he's thing too is, the King, King's quick as King well. doesn't yes. like King doesn't like to be bodied, and it took Richmond three quarters to realize that. And they put Tyler Young on him, and after yep. that, he didn't kick. A Much goal. faster player. And Ty- Tyler, Tyler Young just put his body against him, and Max King fucking hates it. He can't <laughs> kick goals when you body him. Yes, yes, uh, but still very important win for the Saints. We will get more into that in Is Joel okay? And was that, that was the last no, no, game no, of the round, or was it one more? One more. Um, Port Adelaide getting up on the Giants by uh, 51 points yes. at the Adelaide Oval. Our resident friend of the show, Monty. Yes, Monty was there. He was uh, there. Our intrepid Bangladeshi reporter on the ground. We love his work and a uh, very important win for Port, I think, to get rolling with a bit of a dress rehearsal before yeah. finals. I thought this uh, was going to be a lot better than it was. Yeah. yeah it, was it was kind uh, of not really interesting or fun at all. Them, no. But it's, I still think it's impressive from Port uh, yeah. to belt a really informed Giants team. I liked like uh, JHF looked very good. He looked he amazing. Very, he looked, very, he looked good. very, I would go good. as far as to say it's the best game I've seen him play. He's had, had, a, few, he's had a few bangers this year, but yeah. this was up there. But he's, this was up he, there. Has, he tends to have a banger of a quarter here and there, mm. but he was just on fire the whole, the whole game. Yes. Well, three. Goals and the 27 touches. Yeah. Is, yeah, for a guy in his second year, 
in, in his position as well. Just I think um, as well, this this year has really shown me, I don't know how you feel, that how good uh, Sam Palpepper oh, is. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> a bull. He's he an runs, absolute He bull. runs into people, uh, sometimes even with the ball, harder yeah. than than anybody else in the He's league. such an old school, uh, like sort of half forward mid that where yeah. he just – he's. You know exactly what he's going to do yeah. uh, it, when, he's when it's in right the contest. He's going to run right through you. He's he knows where the goals are. Hmm. He knows he can have a ping. Speaking and of goals, that the that blinder of a goal that he got was very reminiscent of the massive goal that Fredericks got only a couple of weeks ago. Same yes. spot, running in the yes. same direction. And now with that loss, uh, GWS dropped a tenth. Yeah. This was we were talking about them like they were maybe going to be a lock in for finals if they kept this form up. This ladder is cooked, man. This ladder is so so cooked. Very cooked. Everyone's talking about it, but we can't not mention it. Uh, Thirteen teams that you know really can play finals. Yeah, Essendon, GWS, and Geelong are, and maybe Adelaide. Adelaide Mm. is fast, you know, running out of time. Two easy games, Adelaide. They do, so they need to really pump them here. But God, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? And now. What else is going to happen is the BTH MVP voting where we give our top five players for the round. Uh, Fantastic. Best player gets five votes, fifth best player gets one vote, and you work your way up, you do the math. Joel, let's start with yours this round. Alrighty, so starting with one vote, we've got Nick Martin on the wing, 32 yes. touches, Brilliant. three yes. goals, nine score involvements, incredible effort. Um, two votes, we've got Max King. Yep. Six goals, one. Not a lot else, but six goals, one. Yes. Uh, three votes, Jeremy Cameron, seven goals, four. 14 touches, but 12 the, the score involvements. Yeah, he was deadly. He was very, very efficient. Um, look, there shouldn't have been as many goals, but the umpires called it. Oh, so. you still got to kick him. Yep. Yep, still got to kick him. And they were good kicks. Um, four votes, the Dacos of the Josh variety. Yes. 38 touches. 81% he went out as well. Yep. Um, and then five votes, John Newcomb. So one goal, 40 touches, went at 85%. Just incredible. Yes. Uh, I'll go next. And a bit uh, similar ones uh, from Joel. I've got a couple in common. But for one vote, I think this is a player who has not been on the count before. And I'd like to do this with the one vote. But he really did stand out to me in this game. In Carlton's win over Melbourne. Uh, obviously, Jacob Wiedering is having an incredible season. I'm not mm. giving a vote to him. It's not Jacob Wiedering. No. It is his key defender partner in crime, Brody Kemp, that Brody I'm Kemp. giving a vote. Brody Kemp, a very reliable like second tall defender. He had some really crucial one on ones, some aerial contests that really negated the scoring options that Melbourne had in their 50. He had 19 disposals, 90% efficiency, if you don't mind, 10 spoils. Three score involvements and ten intercept possessions. Love it. Well done, well done, D- uh, Brody Kemp. I nearly called him Dean Kemp. That's a different bloke. <laughs> Very different looking blokes. Uh, two votes. Also, like Joel, Max King. I've gone six goals. Very like the, the, the game needed to be won, and that six goals I think was probably the most important important contribution you can have in that team for that. Well done, Max King. Three votes. Also, Josh Dacos. Thirty eight disposals, career high. Damaging offensive winger game, just elite. Incredible user by foot, and he just wants the ball. Give it to him. Four votes. Zach Butters. Another big Zach Butters game. 34 disposals, seven clearances, eight score involvements. If Port are winning by a huge margin, you can can 
pretty much have a safe bet that Zach Butters is going to be uh, all over it and his fingerprints and everything. Five votes. Also, Jai Newcomb, much like Joel. We've had a very similar top five each today for the reasons he said. 40 disposals, a goal, 10 score involvements, massive. Corey, who is your top five? I have got one vote. SPP. Oh, yes, the Peps. Uh, Two votes, Nick Martin. Yes. Three votes, Nick Newman. Newman. Four votes, Josh Dacos, and five, Jai Newcomb. Oh, Jai Newcomb is on the 15. He's on a perfect one. So we finish off with Monty's, our dear contributor. Alrighty, so one vote to Will Hayward. Oh, yes. Two votes to Nick Newman. Yes. Three votes to Josh Dacos. Mm -hmm. Four votes, Nick Martin. And for five votes... Jason Horn Francis. Oh, he's got Jay Jeff. He didn't give any to Jai. No. Monty. I thought he said that he doesn't uh, give votes for blowouts. Yeah, uh, that's 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 pretty criminal oh, no, in my opinion, when it Monty. Includes a Port Adelaide player. Yeah, Jai He's he's very he's very bullish on Jai Jeff. So no votes for Newcomb. That's. Look, not mad. Yeah, I'm just we could have had the perfect week for Newcomb. He could have skyrocketed it up. It. He will be up there in the. Uh, he would have gone up a few spaces in the count for sure. Uh, now, after the voting, we go into the flagship segment of the Barely Touched Him podcast. It is, of course, adopt your boy. <laughs> Adopt your boy. Now, I'll Love go it. last. I'll go last because it's been a an eventful week, you might say, uh, for my boy Patrick Parnell. Let's start again with Joel like we did the votes. Have you got a boy update on your boy, Joe Richards? I do on young Joey. So he's kicked two goals in his VFL game against Excellent. Uh, 13 touches. Two inside 50s, five marks. For a little fella as well, five marks. Good effort. Very good. Getting on the end of it. Um, and two tackles, which I'm sure were bone crunching. Oh, you can assume he's shit mixed them. Absolutely. Um, well done, Joey. And I've also got my papa. Yes. Um, Reese Stanley, who's yes. had 11 disposals and 34 hit outs. Yeah, very consistent this year, Reese Stanley. You know what you're going to get from him. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, Corey. Have you got a Sammy Flanders update? Yeah, he, he wasn't his greatest, but um, 23 and, and the one goal. <laughs> it was a ripper goal. It was a ripper goal. Though. It was yeah. a ripper goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very good. Did Ryan Lester have a decent game? Did he get a um, game? He, he did play. He, I, I don't have his well, actual some, stats. There is some news on him as well. Yeah, he, got re- he did get re-signed. Oh, Lester inking yeah. a deal. Oh, um, yes. I did notice him in the game. Uh, 16. So he's got over oh, his, mate, his threshold of 15. Elite. Elite. Yeah, we love that. All right. And now the, we've got huge news on, on my boy front. So Paddy Parnell had a week off last week. Sample didn't play. So this week uh, it was an away day for the uh, Adelaide Crows reserves at West Adelaide up against the Bloods. Proud, proud Sample club with a lot of history. And uh, they got a massive victory. I think it was about 50-odd points in the end. Uh, they blitzed it. And leading all disposal getters for the Adelaide players won Patrick Parnell on 29 disposals with three tackles, three inside 50s and eight rebound 50s. He dominated. He chopped up. Love it. Matthew Nix, you can't not pick this boy. He's ready. You gotta let him play. You gotta get him out there. He can't do any more. He's chopping up and giving you nearly thirty touches off of halfback. Let Patrick into the team. He needs to be in the ones. It's time. 
It's it time, is. Matty Nix. It is time. If you're going to make a charge for finals, you can't do it without the boy. And my dad, Ben Brown, did not play. I don't know if he's injured or not, <laughs> uh, but I couldn't find him in the VFL, couldn't find him in the AFL. Uh, so I hope he's okay. Uh, David, you can't say that to the king. You can't, you can't keep saying that. It's a slur. Uh, <laughs> now, after Adopt Your Boy, we are going into another flagship segment of the Barely Tushkin podcast where we check in on our dear St Kilda supporter friend, is Joel okay? We briefly touched on it when we talked about the uh, Saints win over Richmond. How are you feeling? The boys are uh, sixth on the ladder at the minute. Yeah, look, I'm a lot happier after that win and a lot you know, more relaxed. I think we can go into this game against Geelong and definitely have a win. And we win this way. Can we play finals? Okay, so that this is it. It is really a... Uh, It'll you be might at call Marvel it as well. It's a. It's going to be a bit of a finals energy this well, Geelong and uh, St Kilda game. game. Some would call it an eight-point game. Some would call it a tipster's nightmare, and some would call it an opportunity for some wheels to fall off. So hey, a, uh, a win here in, in a certain, we play finals, but a, lo- a loss here, and we would, would have to beat Brisbane the following week yes, at the Gabba. A loss here, if I do some maths, you might drop as low. You might get out of the eight mm. if you lose this yep. and other results go this way. So this is really... It's it's simple. We lose both games. Do or die. It's a do or die moment for these Saints. They're trying to stimulate themselves here and come alive like some mushrooms. Now, Geelong, <laughs> I think, are in some pretty good form. No. Right now... Yeah. Right. Well, they did, <laughs> no. a, they did a pretty decent job against the Pies on Friday night. Didn't come away with the chocolates, but... Who matches? Is Wilkie going to go to Cameron? He'd have Wilkie to. Wilkie will go and, yeah, he'll hold him to nothing. He'll hold him to nothing, you say. Oh, sorry. He'll kick a goal, maybe. He'll kick a goal, maybe, you say. No, well, Wilkie's going to hold him to bugger all. Yeah. I will be coming back to this after Jeremy perhaps kicks a bag. Very And we will keep looking at it. <laughs> so, customary in Joel is okay. Final ladder prediction and how far you go in finals because I'm guessing you're going to say you're going to play finals. Yep, I would say we finish either sixth or seventh. Okay. Um, and depending who we're matched, I think we can win that first week of the finals against any one of those teams. Okay, well, we will watch that with keen eyes and ears. Uh, now we're going to go in a new segment that I have just uh, – I've had it, I've had in the works for a few – I'm just going to grab my laptop here. I've had it in the works for a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, because I like to consider myself a bit of an AFL historian, you might say. Uh, it is the barely touched him historic player of the week. Now, boys, I've done some uh, research. There was a lot of potential candidates here. What this segment is going to do is highlight a player from years gone by. I don't mean from the 90s. I don't mean from the 80s. I don't even mean from the 70s. We're going with pre 1969 could be the 1890s. That's what we're talking about here. Now, the the first historic player of the week is none other than the great Dick Lee. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Now, boys, are you fit? Take me off the old-timey voice for now. We've got to save it. We've got to save it. We've got to save it. We've got to use it sparingly. Are you familiar with Dick Lee, lads? Well, oh, I, know I am. A dick, but yeah. yeah. Well, Dick Lee... Uh, he debuted in 1906 so for the I Collingwood been, Football Club. Yeah, not born yet. The incomparable Dick Lee. He was a fine player and a fine dick. At 5'7 and 76 kilos, Dick was the greatest full forward of his generation. That's in, a very small dick. In 1906, 
Young Dick made his debut in the senior side for Collingwood in the VFL at the age of 16. 16 years old and he's getting getting a game in the ones. He kicked 35 goals in 12 games during that first season. Not not an easy feat. Then went on to lead the VFL goal kicking for the next three seasons in a row, 47, 54 and 58 respectively. But this is when the season was like 12 games as well. So he's sitting around that three goals a game mark. Prodigious mark. He was a good goal square type operator. As uh, a small forward, essentially. I've got an excerpt uh, from uh, the... This is where we can get the old-timey voice filter out. Okay. This is an excerpt from the Sporting Globe on uh, June the 21st, 1941. It's a bit of a career retrospective after Dick Lee's retired. Walter Henry Lee, everybody knew him as Dick, was the man who presented to football its most dramatic moments. He was the man who scorned the devil flaunted on his well-trimmed shoulders and backed the devil's own number 13. Somehow, it added to his magic. Every kid of his day saw in that hoodoo 13 only the charm of the great Dick Lee. It wasn't the devil's number. It was Dick Lee's number. And to the devil... (laughs) And to the devil with the devil. So many a kid chalked on the back of his jersey that magical 13 and loved football all the more for it. Dick roused the crowd to its feet, veiling like people possessed. They would shout, Dick, Dick, Dickie! (laughs) The last cry of Dickie occurring just as he took a spectacular leaping mark. Vic Thorpe, who most agreed to have been the the greatest fullback Australian football has produced, had many a grim battle with Dick Lee. Thorpe votes Lee as the greatest forward of all time. Lee was... So, this is a quote. This is a direct quote from, from Thorpe. Lee was something more than a good footballer, Thorpe told me this week. He was, above everything else, a really quick thinker. An opponent had to be on the watch, not only for his dazzling leads, but for the dozen and one tricks Lee was likely to spring on you. I recall how he would lean across me one time, just putting me off balance... <laughs> And then, when I was ready and set to meet the same trick again, he would sense my counter. And this time, would give me a little extra pull the way I was leaning. And again, put me off balance. He finished that. We can do the... So he's he's invented forward craft. He's inventing forward craft in the early 20th century. I love it. At five foot seven. And he finished... <laughs> that's, that's average height. That's probably tall back then. That's very tall back then. And in his career, he finished with 707 goals. It's, it's, it's very, very... Yes, for some. <laughs> Dick Lee finished with 707 goals from 230 games at an average of just over three goals a game. And this is at a time before the drop punt was the conventional kick in AFL. So most of his wow. set shots were place kicks. He would line up from 50 out and kick a place kick off the ground and he kicked 700 in his career. So, Dick Lee, you are the first Historic Player of the Week. Stay tuned for more Historic Players of the Week. If you've got a request for one, you want me to do a deep dive, send us a message on Instagram. I am a history fan and uh, and a Dick fan. Yes, yes. uh, And Dick Lee, he's uh, the second in our all-time of the pies leading goal kicking behind the great Gordon Gordon Coventry. Coventry, of course. So, now we can go into some other... Sporting news or other news in general. The big elephant in the sporting newsroom is the Tillies. It's got to be the uh, the the Matildas, yes. How good? How fucking good is football? So where were you guys when that 17-minute penalty shootout was? Well, again, I I was very ill, but I I managed to – I watched all of the footy games this weekend from bed. But for the the Tillies, I I came out into the lounge room, sat up on the couch – I was having a great time and it, it cleared the fog from my brain. By the, so by the end of that describe game. Describe the moment when that goal went through. 
to end it all. And From Vine. Well, I, I was up off the couch. The dogs were going bananas. Yeah. So he didn't know what was what was happening. <laughs> but was he, like, knew it was, the he knew it was important. The he knew it was important. So well, we had the group chat going nonstop. I think it was yeah. me, you and Zach were basically, you know, every goal was either fuck or yeah, sweet. It was yeah. so tense. Like uh, They started off so well and it just ebbed and flowed and it ended up being, what, 10 shots they each 11. had. It was, yeah, it's, it was an insanely... So many. The, the tightest uh, football game and, can get. You know, uh, the, the ratings that have come through are incredible. Like seven yep. and a half million or something. It was like it that. was just such an insane. Yeah, I was at, I was at the Subi Hotel catching up with a couple of uh, old mates. We're like, what what a perfect occasion to do it. We'll go watch the Matildas game, and I thought uh, the Australian girls did a great job coming back uh, from what was a really. Uh, Dangerous looking opening twenty minutes, let's say from yeah, the, the French. The French they looked press, they offensive were, press they were was dominating. Insane. They were dominating with the ball, and they were like pressing up the field. It reminded me of watching Man City against a shit Premier League team for the first bit, like yeah. where they're just constricting the field. You've got no time with the ball. It was basically all the centre back ladies could do to just keep passing to each other and keep possession. But yeah, then it, didn't they look, it didn't look good, and then it. Just morphed into this thing where, yeah. hang on, we look fucking we look good on the counter attack. Fowler could have definitely scored three yes. goals. Fowler, Fowler was one of our best, I thought, there in was regulation 20. time. Yeah, she was amazing. There was she one, was amazing. The one that I believe came in maybe off a corner or maybe it was just a scrambled uh, offense where she thought she had an open, completely open goal. It's come to her and she hasn't even looked. She's just struck it. And the French defender has just dived in that front was of the ball. Amazing! It was an open net. The goalie yeah. was way out. Yeah, she was. Yeah, the the French goalkeeper got very lucky. She made some good saves, but she got very yeah, lucky was, on a few occasions a being one, out of position. There was a second one where she was out of position and should yeah. have gone in as well. Yeah, just an outstanding game. But it's um, it, it gave me an appreciation of how good Sam Kerr is because yes. I mean every time she touched it. Man, the setups that she she will set it up on the other side of the field. The yes. crosses that she will do and cover half the fucking field. It's and, wild, and, also and they you work. S- you see her when she's uh, in any sort of contest with whatever defender they're mm. playing on her back shoulder. She's got them beat on the sprint. She's got them beat. She's, and she played seventy-seven minutes. Yeah, her shot. Her shot power is so clearly. The best yep. on whatever whatever game she's playing in. 100%. She she is another level. And what a fucking win! Uh, next game is tomorrow. HBF Park uh, in Perth is is where it's getting shown on the big screen. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be there. Now the results from the first semi final are in, and Spain yes. have beaten Sweden by okay. a goal late. So if we win, we play Spain. <sighs> if we lose, we well, play done. no. We play in a third place match. Oh, yeah, Saturday third night. place match, yeah, sure. But sure yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even get me wrong. It would be amazing, that game as well. Yes. Now, oh, while, yes. we're, while we're still in the Matildas, there was a great <laughs> bit that came out where everybody's favourite fuckwit, um, the leader of the National Party or ex-leader of the National Party, yeah. Barnaby Joyce, the beat. Oh, Barnaby. The beat rooter himself. Good Lord. He was uh, out and about at a pub proving just how much he does love women. We all know how much he does love a bit. Hey, uh, um, I know I love women. I know seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, he loves them so much he had to impregnate That's a, right. a very young one. A staffer. But um, he was out at a pub posting on social media his support of the Tillies and it became obvious very quickly uh, where... The game was seemingly over because he was at dinner and he said, congratulations on the 1-0 victory. 
And that was while the penalties were still happening. What the fuck? So people pointed out, uh, Barnaby, uh, the game's still going. And you can see in some of his other photos in the pub, they're watching a practice match from earlier this year with France. For what fuck's sake. fucks up that bad? <laughs> well, no, I think he went there before the game started and they must have been, like, yeah. hyping up on whatever yeah. channel it was. Like, here's some old Matilda's games to watch before the real game. Unbelievable. It's just, could you imagine yeah. him standing there and well, clapping like, that goal he's like, also, oh, yeah, that's nice. He's also a raging alcoholic. Yes, like he he's is. So there's that's every chance so red. he was just maggot and, like, you know, he's thought, oh, let's go, did it now, the game's over. And he's just like walked walked out of the pub, just absolute fucking. Matilda's Matilda frenzy aside, there yes. was a um, something that got overshadowed this week, and that was the 2023 UCI World Champs. Now, this is an event for disabled athletes, uh, okay. pa- Paralymp- Paralympians or para athletes, as as it were. Okay, yeah. Uh, Ricardo Ten Agiles, yeah, the absolute Spanish superstar. Okay. He's taken out five medals. Wow. Uh, including two gold. Now, the interesting thing about uh, Ricardo is he doesn't have any arms. Oh, is this the swimmer guy? No, no, he's, oh. a, he's a cyclist. He's oh, a cyclist. Okay. Oh, well. That's now, sick. That's, that's cool. Uh, wow. It's hard to ride a bike with no arms. But the real kicker came when he was on the podium accepting his awards. Okay. So he, so he, got, his, <laughs> he got his gold medal, and um, the the ticket-holding sponsor of the event is Tissot, the, switch, the Swiss the watch, watch the manufacturer. Watch. <laughs> So after he got his gold, a representative walked up with a box, <laughs> with open box with a wonderful Swiss watch in it and handed it to Ricardo. <laughs> Why are you handing it to him? <laughs> and Ric- Why are you handing Ricardo, a couple of Ricardo, Ricardo, this Paul image. Ricardo, uh, I've seen the vision of this. It's amazing. He leans down with his little stumps and he grabs the box and kind of <laughs> awkwardly looks at the guy and tries to hold a straight face. <laughs> so he's standing on a podium holding a watch that he can't wear. <laughs> I had no idea this was a thing. And I've not seen this. The brilliant thing is because he got two gold medals, they gave him they two gave watches. Him another one. <laughs> he's got two watches with the two arms that he doesn't have. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good on you, Ricardo. We've also Fantastic. got some gloves. and. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got one uh, that is not uh, other sporting news, but this is this is the biggest this is the biggest news story I think, uh, or it should be in the world right now, because it's definitely it's, the most bizarre. It is. It is. There's going to be a Netflix documentary made about oh, this within, within the next five yeah. years. So there has been a woman oh, in woman. in uh, rural. Country Victoria. Let me just get my notes out. I, I my, my football notes were three pages. This is a whole page and a half. This is a whole page <laughs> and a half. I've been transfixed by this. So Erin Patterson of Leon Gather in rural Victoria, she's hosted a family lunch where she's cooked for her ex-in-laws. So she's divorced from and, her. and some others. So, and, and, and there's five. And there's five people. So there's five people. The uh, she's divorced from her husband. These are the parents of her well, husband. What so a her nice ex-in-laws. thing to do. What a nice thing to do. And also uh, the sister uh, of her mother-in-law and her husband. That's lovely. Honestly, so what could possibly go wrong? She's cooked him a beef wellington. Now, uh, they've eaten the beef wellington, hospitalised within two weeks. Uh, they've come down with uh, just horrific stomach, liver and, mm. uh, you know, like f- what seems to be food issues. As yep. it turns out... They have been fed some deadly mushrooms. Death cap mushrooms is what the police are saying. These symptoms are 
reminiscent of, which you can find on the ground in Victoria. You can like go yes, and pick these mushrooms, and they're quite distinct. Yeah, what do you know what they look like? What are they? they? Of course, Corey knows what they fucking <laughs> look like. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking dumb question. But do you know what they look like, Joel? No. Well, listen, to, well, what no, do they, they look like? I'm not sure the exact type that um, she has used, but when it comes to mushrooms, the ones that can kill you are very distinct to okay. ones that cannot. Yes, all um, right. Generally, generally speaking. Okay. Well, as an as an evolutionary trait. Yes. Two weeks. After the dinner, the, the lunch dinner in question, three of the people there are dead. One is in qu- a critical condition and uh, the, the Aaron, this Aaron woman is a suspect. Now. Now, sorry, how is Aaron feeling? Now, she did an interview with the police. This is where I first saw the story. Uh, yep. Well, she, no, she did an interview to the media. Like uh, saying, like she's in tears, saying, "Oh my God, I'm so upset about this. I can't believe this has happened. I love them so much, etc., etc., etc." And the more details that come out about this, this this is the this is the wildest thing about this story because it's a wild story, and I heard about it a week ago. Just those facts alone are wild, but there's more coming out. Every day is just a drip feed where you look at look at the what's come out, and you think, "What." Yeah, so the police the, the police interviewed her and her first interview, she did no comment to the police. That's now been confirmed. She yep. didn't say anything to them. She was like, nah, nah. And they released her without charging her, but she's still a suspect. Her kids were at the lunch. They didn't eat the food. They didn't eat the food. And neither did she. She was at the lunch and did not get... Apparently she went to hospital with food poisoning after. And uh, But, like, that's you yet, know... That's yet to be... Very convenient be, uh, that you determined. didn't get it as bad. Her husband, her ex-husband, was meant to be at the lunch as well. <laughs> he he no-showed. Thank <laughs> God. For yeah. Thank God. But it's, it's come out that a year ago he had uh, a crippling uh, medical issue yes. that's very reminiscent some of what f- these people have just gone through, but he some survived. Some Facebook posts have surfaced where, like, he's come out, like, yeah, a year ago saying that he his, was, like, basically on his deathbed. Yeah, his kidneys completely shut down. He had severe liver damage, so which is what, what mushrooms do is, to you. You know, she's had practice. Well, alleged, we are, we are not uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but there was also a food dehydrator found at the local tip, mm. which she has now admitted to dumping there. The day which, after. The day after, which she used to do I'm this thing. I'm wondering why she dehydrated it. Well, uh, you're a chef. I, Tell us. I, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea why she needed felt the need to dehydrate these mushrooms. Is that not what be... you traditionally do well, with a beef wellington? Well, I can tell you. No. So mm. the beef wellington is, so you've got your bit of beef, big yes. chunk. Yes. You sear it off. On the outside will typically go, you know, the mushrooms. Yes. So mushroom duck cell, you know, cooked down, chopped up real fine, put around it, and then roll it up in your pastry. Look, I, can, I can clear this up for you yeah, okay. Imme- immediately. She didn't put these in there as like, oh, look at these like tasty <laughs> mushrooms that are in here. The reason she's dehydrated them is the reason you dehydrate any mushroom is to fucking disguise them. She's dehydrated it, powdered them, and put it all through it. Yeah. So the people wouldn't have even known that there was mushrooms in it. It would be well, dehydrated no, dust. Well, there would have been mushrooms in the dish anyway. She yes. has now said that the mushrooms she used in the dish she, were she used two half types. button mushrooms yes. she got from a and major supermarket chain and half random, unnamed, yeah. unlabeled mushrooms she got from so, an Asian grocery as Joel, store. As Joel said, the button mushrooms that she's used will be the ones that you would 
be able to pick up. Oh, look, there's mushrooms in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, she's just interspersed. The, the, one, the, the ones that she's used to poison these people were dehydrated allegedly. and powdered and just spread <laughs> through it. You wouldn't have even known there was two types of mushrooms in there. So another thing has come out today. I feel like there's going to be another detail emerging every single day. This is the most wildest fucking story ever. I cannot stop talking about this to everyone. It's, it's I crazy. Am, to everyone I am meeting throughout the day, I'm like, have you heard about this mushroom, bitch? You, have you ta- you're dead uh, right. Uh, There'll uh, be a Netflix series. So they, today, and this was on... Uh, news.com.au posted this, but they would not be posting this if it was not like, you know, if they hadn't sourced it, even though they're trash. Like they, it's a criminal proceeding. There was a tradie that worked on the house that they used to live in before this house. And the tradie has found uh, that he got brought out to do a job when they sold the house, (laughs) a mural drawn on the wall in like childish drawings of tombstones, the words like death, 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 grandma, death, like grandma's dying, death, 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 all of this cryptic, you might say satanic shit that was on the walls at their house. I like this. And they've gone to the tradie for comedy. He's like, yeah, it's one of those fucked up things I've ever seen, mate. And I asked him, like, how did you feel? He's like, yeah, look, you see some weird things on the job, but this one just about takes the cake. Yeah, that's how And they asked, like, how did you, what did you do? What kinds of coat of paint did you use on it? (laughs) That is now the article. The article then just divulges into him analysing this job of what he does. I've just drawn a depiction of what I imagine it will be. We will be following following this. We will be following this story, ladies and gentlemen. That's just all we know so far. Moving on. Have you ever seen the movie The Blind Side? I'm aware of the movie, but I haven't seen it. just quickly lay out the plot. It's, it was a very famous movie that came out 10 years ago. Sandra Bullock, I believe. Sandra Bullock. Yes. Uh, won, it may have won an Academy Award, I believe. Oh. Um, it's a true life, inverted commas, story of a um, retarded... Um, yeah, you, 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 mentally challenged... Mentally challenged um, African-American yes. uh, football player. Yes. In the deep south um, yes. of the States. And he gets taken under the wing of a... Um, Southern Belle style white family. I'm just Sandra Bullock that's, over here. That's, yep. oh, that is exactly how she sounds exactly in the movie. Sounds like, yep. uh, I've been told I sound like gets Sandra taken, Bullock. Taken under their wing and shown the game of football. Because yeah, okay. uh, he, he's massive, by the way, yep. in the movie. He's huge. Com- comically huge. Yes. Um, so he's kind of like a Forrest Gump type operator. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, yep. But huge. So they teach him football and lo and behold... He's incredible. Yes. Uh, but he doesn't understand the game because he's an idiot. Okay. So they, te- okay. they teach him it. It's a success. Everyone feels good. So it's a white savior type scenario. It turns out that the real guy, not an idiot at all. And he was playing football years before he met these, uh, the two is the, the, the family. So his name's uh, Michael Orr. He's a retired. He went to the NFL for years. He made tens of millions of dollars oh, wow. playing, playing okay. in the NFL. Yep. So Michael or regular guy, like fully regular guy. You hear him speak. He's like, this guy's not an idiot whatsoever. What the hell? So he's always hated this movie because of it, how it portrays him as an idiot. Yeah. But he's kind of kept it. He, he's okay with it because it has a positive message and it does more. He's He feels it's done more good than sure. the bad. But yes. it's caused him like serious trauma. Yeah. He thinks, he says that uh, he's been overlooked for leadership positions uh, people talk down to him constantly because they just assume he is this guy when he's not. Sandra, what did you do? So, oh my god! Th- this has been known for years that he's not an idiot. That's yep. not that's not the story. What's re- what's recently happened is um, he's his lawyer 
has dug up uh, some paperwork. So this the, the Tuies were supposedly adopted uh, Michael. Yes. Uh, at the in the beginning of this story, it, it, part of their family, they loved him, et cetera, et cetera. It turns out he was never adopted. He was never part of this family. They waited until after he was 18, three months after he was 18, instead of adopting him, they put him in a financial conservatorship. Oh, so they've done the Britney on him. So they've done, they've the, done the Britney, Britney Spears. Unbeknownst to him. Oh. So, and he, he just agreed and signed everything because he was an, like, uh, an, not an orphan but from an underprivileged place yes, and these people yes. were looking after him. He, want, he wanted to be part of this family because they were looking after That's him or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we are. you're part of the family. He was never part of the family. He was in a conservatorship. They wrote the book, uh, had the book written that the movie was based on, and they get each member of the family $225,000 plus 2.5% net profit from the movie, which made $300 million. Oh, my God. Michael Orr got $0 from all of that. That is so awful. He doesn't give a shit about the money. He's made tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. But it's in February of this year, it's come to light through his lawyer that he was never adopted. And... This entire interaction, his entire life with this family was all for Ex- financial exploitation. gain. Exploitation. They, so they were exploiting him. The Tuies have come out. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Oh, well, <laughs> oh my no, God. this is this I is can't untrue. believe it. So I, I must have ticked the, the wrong is, box on the papers. Michael Orr and his lawyers have filed all of this stuff in court. Yeah, so good. they wouldn't be doing that unless they had all this paperwork. So the Tuies, everyone's inviting the Tuies to, hey, if this is all a lie, show us the adoption papers. Oh, damn. So there's two ways that this can go. Either it's true and they stiffed him and put him in the conservatorship or and whatnot, or they did adopt him and gave him no money. Both, both ways. Either way, that is <laughs> extra dry behaviour from the Tuies, if you don't so mind me the, saying. The feel-good movie of the summer of uh, 2013 is is a sham. I'll never forgive Sandra Bullock. I'll, I'll never forgive <laughs> well, her. Well, I've always suspected she is evil and racist. Yeah, so you it's, copy that. It's, yeah, it's good the to whole be bird box thing, maybe she was doing squinty <laughs> eyes the whole time, like in a, in a bad taste impression. Have we got any other sporting news, I've ladies? got uh, wank news, wanker news. Wanker news. Yeah, our favourite oh, wanker. Who's our favourite wanker? Our ba- Australia's favourite wanker is one Nick Kyrgios. Oh, and, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, off. I like of him. Course. He's pulled out. Of, co- of course you like him, Joe. <laughs> Kyrgios pulled out of the US Open, his fourth straight uh, uh, major that he's pulled yeah, out he's of. He's fucking injured. Yeah, okay. He's always got a sore knee or a sore <laughs> ankle. Oh, here we go. This time it's a sore I forgot, wrist I forgot. from wanking. <laughs> it's a sore wrist. Yeah. Okay. Well... Well, speaking it, of tennis, Alex Demon and I made the final of a big event. Nice. Of an we, ATP we like the demon. We like the demon. So, the demon. That's that's a tennis player you can hang your hat on. Oh, so for sure. Going down to um, Janik Sinner in the final. Yes. It's a good lead into the US Open for him. He's been in red hot form. He's won events. He's fine with another ones. He's knocked out the best players in the world, including Medvedev. Yes. He's leading into this US Open, ranked twelve. And he could seriously make a tilt for it. We, we'll get behind the demon. I, we love our boy. Is he our official endorsed tennis player of oh, the 100%. podcast? Yeah, oh, 100%. yeah, yeah. We, we'll give him the ring. He's great. I've just thought of another sporting news one that I forgot Shoot about till now. Another. We, we've been following the Saudi uh, pro soccer league very closely. Uh, oh, Neymar! Yes, Neymar has now signed for Al Hilal. 
He's it's, only... it's been all about Mbappe. And yeah. Neymar plays on the same team. PSG. Yes. They yep. both played on PSG. So Mbappe has now... The, the, the Mbappe news is he's staying with PSG for the time being because they couldn't come to terms with Real Madrid, who wanted him. But he's Why didn't only, he go to the Saudis? Because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Yeah. Because the league's a bit of a joke. Uh, but now... Real Madrid, we're like, we're just going to wait and get him for free because he's only got one year left on his contract at PSG. He wants to come to Real Madrid. So you could have, you know, you could have facilitated something like this, but now we're just going to get him off you for nothing. So PSG, after this year, are now going to be in shambles. Like they are, they've been dominating the very poor standard French league for for, a a time. Forgive me if I'm um, mistaken here, but. Is there not more players as well? There's Neymar, Mbappe. Is there not a whole group of them that don't want to play for PSG and oh, aren't training? Like there's, uh, I don't know about the rest of the the team, but Mbappe has now started training with them again. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, I think there's discord. I think yeah. there's absolutely so discord. I was, at the I was, club. When I was first started reading about the Mbappe thing, there was like a group of a half a dozen players that yeah. seemingly all just wanted to go, and they didn't go on a tour that the team went on. Yeah. Which is, like, how how shambolic do you have, have to, to be? More. A bit more research on that. But, yes, it's been a bit of a shit show, a bit of a shit show. But now we are just getting close to what is going to be the most lit season of Saudi football ever <laughs> in the history of the country. So I'm, I'm Al-Halal. I'm Al-Etifak. So, yeah. And he's gone to Al-Halal? He's gone to Al-Halal. Yeah. So you so got that, Neymar. you got yeah. Neymar. So, and they, they're the ones that wanted Mbappe, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, Stephen Gerrard's team, Al-Etifak. Of course. <laughs> uh, what have you? Have you got anything in the other sporting news, Joel? What no, have you got, I think what have we you can. Got um, I think we can wrap it up there almost. Oh, what okay. sound effect have you got there? Oh, this oh, is the song. Just got the song. This is so the song. This yes, is just yes, the yes. lead in. There's a bit, bit of lead in. So uh, before we go, if if you're listening on Spotify, give us five stars. Apologies, I'm a bit crook and uh, not as lively this week. Yeah, he's done well to get up uh, <laughs> and get back on the on the pitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, stay tuned for the tips and mailbag episode. Barely touched him. Get around it.
And that was Bones by Bloodwood. Uh, if you've listened all the way through there, these guys are from Perth. They'll be having shows. They, well, they do have shows announced uh, coming up. Look them up on social media. Catch ya. <laughs>